Welcome to Hope Church Online with Hope Church Birmingham. I'm Adam, the lead pastor, and I'm so honored that you would tune in with us for this week's audio recording as we gather together, whether in person or online, as we always say, we cherish every opportunity for you to find hope in Jesus and be equipped to bring that very hope to a world in need. And so that's our goal today. Even as we listen to this message, which is part two of our Holy Spirit series, let me encourage you. Lean in to find the hope of Jesus and lean in to be equipped so that you can bring it to somebody who doesn't quite know that hope personally yet. Well, we hope you're encouraged. Let's dive into this week's message. I am, well, I am excited that you get to join us in this week's audio message because this is part two of our Holy Spirit series, but not only that, It's a day that we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. What is Pentecost Sunday? It's literally the birth of the church. Not our church, but the greater church. The church that was birthed 2,000 years ago when the Holy Spirit filled the upper room of the disciples and the followers of Jesus. And that is a day we still celebrate today as really the birth of the church. You go, Hope Church is 2,000 years old. No, we're only three years old. But we still are part of the greater church. And what's cool is the word ecclesia, it's is a Greek word that that we get the church the word church from, literally means gathering, right? It's a region, a gathering of followers or followers within a region, which is kind of what we we view as the church today. But when you look at the word and the etymology of ecclesia, it's a compound word. So there's the first portion which is ek, which is a preposition meaning out of, and a verb, kaleo, signifying to call. So together, when you put ekklasia, it literally means to call out. Isn't that cool? The church was made of people who were called out of an old lifestyle, out of a lifestyle of sin into a life of freedom found in the good news of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're still being called out of an old of a life of sin and into a life of freedom. And that's so rewarding and, and encouraging for us today. I want to jump right into Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Then we're going to jump down to verse 14. But Peter Standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I tell you those, read those passages because 
One, at the beginning, we see the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit of those in the upper room, where the church begins to spread like wildfire all across the region and all across the earth. And then I jump to the passage where Peter begins to preach a sermon and address the crowds. Because I think it's so interesting that Peter, the same Peter, the last time we really saw him, a couple weeks earlier, he was denying that he knew Jesus. Then the next thing you know, he's a, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he's speaking encouraged. He's speaking with power and he even quotes prophecy from the book of Joel. You see, this is part of what happens when we encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, last week we spoke on the person of the Holy Spirit and what it means to be Pentecostal. Now, maybe you're here and you go, I didn't catch last week. Pause this. Listen back to last week's sermon to give you a little bit of uh, preface to this week's message. But being Pentecostal means living in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about last week how the Holy Spirit is not some back shelf God, but it is a person who truly deserves a relationship and attention with us. We can't shut him out. But here's the thing. God wants us to be filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Why, you may be asking. So that we can walk in the fullness and be equipped as witnesses. That's why. Why do we need to be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit? So that we can be equipped fully in our purpose as witnesses. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the empowerment so that more people can know about Jesus. Now, listen, think about this. Recently, okay, recently I bought an electric battery lawnmower. That's right. I'm not necessarily, agree, you know, trying to save, you know, the world one, one lawnmower cut at a time, but it may appear that way with my, my electric lawnmower. But I, I bought this electric lawnmower and I love it, you know. But one day I had not charged my battery all the way. And I thought, I have a similar battery size if I, for a different brand tool, maybe it'll work. I get ready, I put on my sunglasses, put on my yard cutting grass shoes, put on the battery, and nothing happens. Why? Because the battery didn't fit. Did I have a lawnmower? Yes. Did I have a lawn that needed to be cut? Yes. But I did not put a fully charged battery in there. And as a result, I was not able to do what I needed to do. And I think as Christians, we like the idea of being a witness for God. But I know, and I've encountered this firsthand, there's times where we fall short or we may feel like we aren't equipped to be a witness. But I want to say many times this hinges on the fact that we have not welcomed or we're not walking empowered by the Holy Spirit. Meanwhile, we have the Holy Spirit living within us, ready to equip us, ready to empower us, ready to do great things, greater than we could ever imagine. But we've got to welcome the Holy Spirit and we need to welcome his baptism. I believe it is essential for all followers of Jesus to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that we can impact our world greater. So I want to encourage you, even as you're listening to this message, if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, maybe you've shut that part of your faith journey off in your life, let me encourage you, be open that there's more for you. This topic may seem overwhelming, it may seem complicated, but it's neither. Maybe you have questions from this, and I'm not saying I'm going to answer every question as you listen to this, but I want to point you not only to the person of the Holy Spirit, but to the power that's found in the Holy Spirit, because that, that's what was found, and that's who was found 
on Pentecost Sunday. Jesus promised the baptism of the Holy Spirit both before and after he rose from the dead in Luke 24, 49 and in Acts 1, 8. Joel, as we read that Peter quoted, prophesied about it in the Old Testament. So today I want us to, let's talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit before we get any further. Can we do that? See, understand this. Salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit are two separate functions. Salvation is a transformational act that brings us into freedom, okay? This is, salvation is when you receive Jesus as your Savior, you receive forgiveness, you repent of your old ways. This is where you find freedom and you have placed your name in the book of life so that you can one day walk in an eternity. Awesome. I want you to make that decision. The second thing, though, is baptism of the Holy Spirit is the empowerment act. So one's a transformational. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is the empowerment act to spread the gospel. Now, yes, you were filled with the Holy Spirit when you received Jesus, but there's a difference in being baptized. And the Bible describes three different types of baptism. There's the baptism in the body. Okay, that's number one. So a baptism in the body, into the body, what does that mean? It's a metaphorical, right? And it has nothing to do with water. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, Paul talks about being baptized into the body of Christ. That happens at the moment of salvation. You are welcomed into the body of Jesus. What is that? The bride, the church. We have been baptized, submerged into a new culture. I heard one time when you, were, when you received Jesus, you were baptized into kingdom culture. I like that. You're part, you, if you've received Jesus, you've been baptized into kingdom culture. You could tell somebody that, hey, did, I, did you know I got baptized? They go, what are you talking about? I've been baptized in kingdom culture. I'm a part of something bigger than it's because of Jesus. So and then there's the second type of baptism we look at in the Bible, which is water baptism. This is immersion that we believe is, is important and required from every believer. Even in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, Jesus instructed his followers to baptize new followers in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as an acknowledgement of God in their life. You see, it's a public and symbolic demonstration of God washing away our sin and old life. And if you've, let me, let me just go ahead and tell you, if you've received Jesus as your Savior and you have not yet been water baptized, I want you to get water baptized. I want to be a part of it. We'll do it at church. If you say, hey, I can't wait, I, we'll go to a pool. I want you to get water baptized. So feel free to reach out to me immediately if you want to make that decision. And then the third thing, which is what we're talking about today, which is Holy Spirit baptism. There in Acts 2, said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. This is a pouring, an immersion of the spirit. The baptism, this baptism requires no water. It's a spiritual movement that brings the start of a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit. So, the book of Acts is clear, guys, that, that this should be a step that follows salvation. This is, this is important. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'm, I'm still trying to grasp this. Imagine this. Imagine you have a cup of water, and it's full to the brim, right? When you get saved, God, Jesus fills you to the brim with his purpose, and the Holy Spirit lives in you in that moment. But then the Holy Spirit baptism is like this, just a continuous pouring of the water, it's like being hooked up to a hose and it just overflows onto everything it surrounds. You see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. 
The Holy Spirit overflows from us so that we can just talk about the goodness of God and Jesus and purpose and bring it to people who need it. But there is one condition in receiving the Holy Spirit, friend. Okay, here it is. You ready? You must have received salvation. That's it. No special degree, no special fasting, no special journey on to Mecca, to, uh, in Jerusalem, no special journey, the Assemblies of God, to, to Springfield, uh, uh, Missouri. That's it. No special degree. If you want to be a better witness and be used in supernatural ways to expand the kingdom, then spirit baptism is for you. Now, you may be going, okay, well, I've got a question about the Holy Spirit, and I've got a question about speaking in tongues. Well, one thing to understand is the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. Now, baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues are hand in hand, though. It's what happens after you receive the filling of the Holy Spirit. We do believe it's the initial physical evidence that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Here's what I like to think of it as. The speaking in tongues is is like the receipt of the transaction that took place. <laughs> now, tell me this. If you went to Walmart and you said, I just need my receipt, that would be silly because you go to the store for product, right? <laughs> you go for your groceries or whatever you're trying to get from Walmart. God's way of showing that you have everything within the Holy Spirit is that receipt of speaking in tongues. It's showcasing Yes, you have been baptized. And as this, this receipt is a gift, right? So there's two operations I want you to understand about speaking in tongues. One's private, one's public. So here's the benefit of the, the, of the private. It's a new prayer language. Now, when you pray in English, it's important and it's powerful in the Bible. And we've talked about it. Your prayer makes a difference. Now, when you pray in just your own words or in English or if you speak Spanish, whatever it is, if you, if you pray in your own will towards God, that's not a bad thing. It is necessary. But praying in tongues is flowing in a heavenly language that's given to you in God's way of allowing you to pray the perfect will of God. Now, I use this many times in my private prayer or when I'm praying over someone and don't know exactly what to say, this, this, is, this is when I, I, I pray this because it edifies me and it maybe edifies the person I'm praying for. Paul talks more about this in 1 Corinthians 14 if you want to look more into this after the message. But the second benefit we see is for the body of Christ, the church. Now, this is experienced usually in a church service or a gathering of believers when God speaks through someone in their prayer language and they speak it out loud for the congregation. God doesn't simply move on people's mouths, but moves on hearts. And there is always an interpretation of tongues that follows in this situation. Always. And in this message, I believe, is being given by God so that the body can be built up and here's two things you got to know. It always aligns with God's word and it's always loving. So that's just a little bit on speaking in tongues. And I know there's so much more and I can give you more resources if you're interested. But may, I want to get to the next part, which is this. How do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, the fellowship we're a part of with the Assemblies of God gives three, three guiding steps. The first one is this. Be vulnerable. 
there's an underlying principle in receiving anything from God, and it's vulnerability. It's being humble. It's being submissive to God, understanding that I don't have an answer to everything. I don't have everything together. I need God. So how do we receive salvation when we realize we, we can't fix our own sin problem? We call on Jesus to save us. That's being vulnerable, right? And if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, it starts with humbling yourself in prayer. Going, I, I, I want more. I believe in the power of Jesus. I believe in his relationship and I'm so thankful, but I want more of the Holy Spirit. I want the power to be a better witness. And it starts in vulnerability in prayer. Pray out loud. Don't hold back. You may need to pray some vulnerable prayers of repentance and requesting. And here's what I think, friends. Hebrews eleven six says, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, sincerely seek the Holy Spirit in your life. And the second thing, be aware. After vulnerable, vulnerable prayer, comes awareness that the Holy Spirit is present. You won't be out of control. Your emotions might, might begin to, to flex, if you will. But I want you to be aware of this presence of the Holy Spirit. Because when you're vulnerable and truly pray, your mind will begin to aware that the Holy Spirit is present. And in this, draw into his presence. Sit in it. Don't rush out of the moment. Because his presence gives us the courage to know that there is more. So if you're praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you're asking God to fill you with the gift of speaking in tongues, be vulnerable. Be aware that he's moving. And then be cooperative. When the Holy Spirit's being poured out on you, you got to cooperate with the gentle leading. He will guide you in speaking in tongues. But follow the promptings. Don't Try to copy someone else's speaking heavenly uh, language because that's, that's their heavenly language. Just begin to pray. Begin to follow his promptings. He'll nudge you. He'll give you faith to, be, to, to try to speak out loud in the new language. Your goal is to basically, here's, friends, here's what it is. Your goal is to offer your physical ability for his use, not yours. Your goal is to speak out of the very part where the Holy Spirit is stirring you. And sometimes this is being prompted in maybe a strange sound or a syllable when you try to speak. And if this happens, say the sounds out loud. It may be repetitive. Your brain may try to talk you out of it. And you might not understand what's going on. And you may not understand the supernatural words you're speaking. You may have questions. But let me tell you, friend, your spirit will be strengthened in a new way. Why do I tell all you this today? Because I believe there is more for us as a body of believers. I believe that the ecclesia, the people who are called out, are being called out to reach a people who are in need of being baptized into the kingdom culture. And if we want to be effective witnesses, we've got to use every tool, every ability that God wants to gift us with and equip us with. So I want to encourage you today, no matter what you're walking in, no matter what your faith journey is, pursue more of the Holy Spirit. If you already have been gifted the, speak, the ability to speak in tongues, 
Begin to speak more because what's going to happen is it's going to put us in line with the Holy Spirit and aware of who he is and what he wants us to do. Don't be content missing out on what God has available. And if you haven't had the gift of speaking in tongues, if you don't know if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, begin to take the steps that we discuss in here. Begin to pray. Talk to a pastor. Talk to a leader. If Talk to me if you want some more guidance on this. You see, friends, my, my, my yard needs my lawnmower to cut it or it's going to get chaotic. There's going to be weeds, things that don't belong. Our culture is full of things that are poisoning and taking over and it doesn't belong. It needs something with power. It needs a church, an ecclesia to be called out and to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. So today, friends, Be in pursuit of a life of being equipped to be a witness so that those who are lost can be found. God, I thank you for your word today. God, we celebrate the birth of your church. And Lord, I pray that we will be in pursuit of being equipped to bring hope to a world in need. Holy Spirit, we welcome you even in this moment as we are listening to you. Holy Spirit, begin to speak to those who are tuning in in this moment. As they are, some of them may even be praying for a baptizing in your spirit. Lord, I pray that you will submerge them into your word, submerge them in your presence. Lord, let them be vulnerable. Let them be aware and let them be cooperative. Holy Spirit, begin to speak through them right now. Speak to them right now, Holy Spirit. Speak through them right now so that they can be empowered to be a witness for your kingdom. Lord, those who have already been empowered, Lord, I pray that we will not be content seeing a world in need and just continuously walking, but instead that we will walk with a purpose knowing that we have something more that can change their life. God, I pray that we'll be uh, in pursuit of you more and bring hope to a world who needs it. In your name we pray, amen. Well, friends, I hope you're encouraged. And if you have questions about the Holy Spirit, we're gonna continue another week in this series talking about the gifts of the Spirit next week. But if you have more questions about this, feel free to reach out to us at hopechurchbhm.com slash connect. Um, Or you can follow us on social media and reach out to us there at hopechurchbhm. Or maybe you're here and you're tuning in and say, hey, I love the church. I want to give. I want to support. You can do so at hopechurchbhm.com slash give. We thanks for tuning in and I pray that you find hope and you bring it to somebody who needs it. See you soon.